Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hello! That was was an enthusiastic welcome. That was, I am so pumped about Christmas. Hello! Have you been hitting the eggnog already? Not yet. Oh, eggnog. eggnog? I hate it. Same. Oh, I'm so glad we're on the same page about that. Grant loves it. And and so does Bowie, which is random. But I hate it. It's so gross. I do not get it. Never have, never will. Not my thing. Any creamy (laughs) beverage is not my jam. So, oh. Oh, my God. I have to tell you, you just said the word creamy beverage. And I just had a little bit of like... Like like a visceral like reaction in my mouth. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Sorry, sorry, pod listeners. I'm I'm told that you know this is since this is such an auditory experience that like we shouldn't use trigger words and maybe that is one for you because it sure was for oh. me. <laughs> I didn't think about it till I said it together, but yeah, it's true. Well, now we're leaving it in. How else are you going to describe eggnog? That's it. That's what it is. That's why it's so gross. Okay. So we're on the same page on that. (laughs) Check. Okay. Okay. And the reason we're talking about eggnog is because we're full on in Christmas season. Thanksgiving is a wrap. It is done. Woohoo! Which for me is a woohoo. I'm ready. Okay. And so here's another thing. Are we on the same page about this? I am a hardcore no Christmas before Thanksgiving believer. Do you allow it? Uh, No, I don't allow it. And I have to, but I have to tell you, I was maybe not, I wouldn't have described myself as hardcore. Like I was just like a soft, Mm -hmm. no Christmas until after Thanksgiving. But like, you know, hey, if Home Alone happened to come on TV, I might watch it. But my husband is the definition of hardcore no Thanksgiving or no Christmas until after Thanksgiving. So it is our house has become like like a lockdown zone of like a kid starts sort of like humming jingle bells and they get like thrown in kid prison. But (laughs) like (laughs) we we are we have become very hardcore about it. I agree. And I think that's like in direct relation to like how much it's like seeping into earlier and earlier and earlier. It's like a, it's like a knee jerk reaction to the fact that it's like happening now in like October, Bath and Body is putting out their Christmas scents and it's just like grosses me out. And you know what I mean? Like it's It's not, it's not okay. We, I mean, and plus to me, like Thanksgiving is like pumpkins and warm colors and things like that like I don't I don't want to see a Christmas tree at Thanksgiving I don't want to exactly and then you get that like immediate like we did full-on Christmas extravaganza this weekend we watched movies we listened to music we started decorating the house like then it's like you open the floodgates and it's time it's not it's like time exactly in. and yeah and you're not you don't have christmas fatigue by the time christmas actually gets here like exactly. i can go a solid four weeks of all christmas all the time totally. but much beyond that it does kind of start to lose a little bit of its charm right right that's what i always wonder the people that put their trees up in november how are you not tired of that by christmas and i guess i guess that's a fake tree because a real tree would be like a pile of dust by then if you started it that early. So did you do any Black Friday, small business Saturday, Cyber Monday shopping? Or did you abstain? No, I mostly did survival <laughs> of myself. Um, 
I did not do so absolutely no Black Friday. I mean, look, not like it's a, not going to surprise. It's not going to surprise anybody on this that's listening to this podcast. No. You you do you. But I think we've discussed this before about how I feel about Black Friday. Like it is so not my thing. Um, but Small Business Saturday. OK, I can get on board with and I would have loved to go and hit up um, some of the spots around town. I know you did. And I want to hear all about that. But I did not, unfortunately, make it out. We were um, at my in-laws for most of the day. And then, um, you know, I just, as, as I am want to do, I overbooked myself entirely. So yeah, didn't make it out. What about you? I did on, some online shopping. Uh, a few, th- I, you know, I, I try to, you know, in, inevitably, there's some things that you can't really get from a, sm- a small business. You know, there's, I, I wanted new Bluetooth headphones, like you, you've got to get those from Target or Amazon or some, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I hit up a couple sales on things like that online. And, and that was a little bit of self-preservation me time on Friday. I just needed a minute to just have some time for myself and not have a child talk to me. And so I excused myself with my iPad and <laughs> just walked back mm-hmm. and did a little browsing. And a few of the companies that are these, some of the companies, Companies we talked about on our episode um, about ethical fashion, but they would have these sales that are this kind of like one time only a year, 20% off. And so I tried to hit up some of those businesses and knocked out a few things for the kids. And then I went out on Saturday and hit up a few local stores and bought some stuff from them. So I am waiting for the deluge of packages to show up at my house this week. I'm, I, I'm sort of afraid that I've like forgotten how much I bought <laughs> and then it's gonna all show up and I'm gonna be That'll like be a f- oh yeah fun surprise yeah I have, not, <laughs> I have not tallied up the dollar amount yet but uh Atta girl I get that it's like you get bombarded with all the emails about the sales and it's almost like an anxiety of like I'm going to miss out on this great deal if I don't check this, you know, deal right now. So I may have gotten into a little bit of a frenzy with buying some stuff, but that's okay. We'll see what happens. It, I'm a little frightened at what the UPS guy is going to bring over the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little frightened about what the UPS guy is going to think about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I, you got to believe like, as bad as it feels, like you cannot be the worst offender, right? No. Like, oh, is that, no. it's a horrible way to make yourself feel better, but I, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could be, I mean, I I ordered a lot of stuff, but I, there's got to be somebody out there that's worse than me. So yeah, and my UPS guy knows me and my shopping habits because I get so many deliveries. So he's fine. He gets it. Or I'll just tell him it's work stuff and maybe he won't notice the big, um, you know, like Amazon smile on the side of the box when I tell it was work. <laughs> no, he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for those packages and I haven't looked at my bank account. I just, I'm just not going to think about it. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Deals. My kiddos, my kiddos always ask, you know, when the box comes and, and, and I do a lot of just like regular shopping online. So, um, like you said, the kind of the stuff you need from just like big, big box stores, you're tied, you're whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, um, I, I order a lot of that online because the reality is like, I'll think on Saturday, like, oh, shoot, I need more of that. The odds that I'm going to get to Target in the next 48 hours are pretty low. I now know this about myself. Yep. Um, so I can just order it and have it there faster than it would take me to get my shit together and get out there. So anyway, Agreed. I do a lot of that. So 
um, you know, a lot of those places I'm already getting boxes from. And so I have made the rookie mistake before of just like tearing into a box, um, like in the entryway and then realizing that, oh shit, I did buy a gift or like, that's a, you know, there was, they were having some great deal on kid headphones or whatever. Um, and they're in the box and then kind of like having to like sort of do a weird invasive maneuver to, (laughs) to get the box back to my room. Like, you know, and our kids are getting old enough now that, I mean, it's, they're not babies. It's no. not, you know, it's not as easy to kind of conceal. So yep, they get more savvy. Do you have, get older, what, and they can what's read. your hiding? Yeah. That's the, don't, other don't even get me started with reading. Yes. <laughs> it's all over when they can read like over your shoulder, what you're Googling or my son will look on my phone. And if I've like screenshotted something, I want to remember he sees it. Or again, they can look at the box and read the name of the store that it's from. And that's a real problem. It really is. So, so tell me where you hide stuff. Is it in your bedroom? Okay, so this is actually, I was just trying to figure this out earlier today because I previously would hide it in the closet in my office because the kids never went in there. Well, as of this weekend, I have almost finally completed the moving of all the furniture so that that room is now the kids' playroom. The closet is sort of full of my work storage and some other things and like the printer so there's not very much space back there and now the kids are in that room and could potentially get in and out of that closet without me realizing it so I just was kind of thinking this out I think I'm gonna have to move it into my own closet or maybe under the bed I don't know I know one thing we bought that is large we had to put up in the attic because we didn't and it's from it's gonna be from Santa and so we really didn't want him to see that because we're not ready mm-hmm. to, you know, pop that bubble yet. But so big things in the attic, other stuff, I think in my closet, but I haven't, I haven't done that yet. So check back in with me next weekend because it'll, it'll all be here basically in this, the next week. And I'm going to have to I cannot to wait to hear. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. So, okay. So you were out of town and then did you start decorating this weekend? Uh, yeah, we did. So we had to kind of cram because we were traveling normally. So, so a couple different things. Number one, um, I know we're going to get to this, but we always do a live tree Same. and we do the whole drive out, cut it down, all of that. And that's typically what we do the the, um, the weekend. Well, I won't even say we do it the weekend after Thanksgiving. I, let's bookmark that because I've got like a whole set of thoughts about the live Christmas tree procurement. Um, but we normally would be doing that, but but because um, we are going to be out of the country for Christmas this year, um, oh, we decided we can't have. Yeah, I, well, didn't I tell you that? I, I, I mean, I feel like so. I did. My brother's getting married. Everybody, my brother's getting married. I'm getting a new sister. I'm so excited. I knew that. Um, but I, somehow, but, I, somehow I blanked. Yes, it was over Christmas. Where have I been? Yes, it, he's at December 28th, so three days after Christmas, um, which I think is just such a romantic and like a love actually kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just so excited about it. But anyway, um, so we decided we couldn't handle a live tree this year. So then there was this whole debate about 
so basically our options were artificial tree or no tree. And I just decided no tree um, because, you know, we would have like, first of all, we have, I think in the very like deepest, darkest recesses of our attic, an artificial tree, but it's been years and years and years and there's no telling what kind of shape it's in. And I did definitely didn't want to go buy a new tree, sure. you know, per our earlier chat on consumerism for just this one year or right. one, because it's not like something we want to commit to for the long haul. So we've just decided to forego the trees. So that all that said, it makes our um, decorating a lot faster. I mean, right. the bulk of at least my time uh, in the decorating space was, is really around the tree and getting the ornaments up, up mm -hmm. and all of that. So we, we were able to, we were traveling this weekend. We got back, um, Saturday. So Sunday was really our decorating day. And my husband, you know, has a schematic, a lighting schematic for the does. outside of the house <clears throat> and all of our lights are print. cut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> They're all cut to fit. They all are labeled with where this string goes on this house, uh, this part of the house. Like, I just can't even. So um, so he's pretty efficient, actually, wow. with his. He can get it done in us a, a couple hours. He can get the whole house strung up. So um, he was doing that. I was putting out all of my, you know, wreaths and um, sort of centerpieces and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But we really were able to get it done in, you know, basically a half day which wow. is which is pretty crazy for me so yeah. um it feels a little bit not uh, I'm not as disappointed as I thought I would be about the tree I mean I am like like this year of all years the fact that I saved so much time was probably a good thing yeah, I was just yeah. we were talking a little bit about this off air that like this year more than others really was just jam packed. And so I think it was probably a blessing in disguise that yeah. I, that we ended up not doing the tree. So, that so, nice. so what about you? I saw some pictures of, uh, okay, you're going to explain this to me. I saw pictures of the kids decorating their kid tree. So tell me about yes. that. Tell me how you do that. Okay. So we are, I would say we spent most of the day yesterday pulling out decorations, getting them out. We're probably about 75%. So Grant spent some of the day Saturday because we had nice weather and he wanted to get it done, getting some of the outside lights done, the ones that were up on the roof. And we, we've we decided this is the year to step up our outdoor game. So we, Black Friday or whatever the whole weekend is called anymore, um, ordered a couple things online because they were on mega sale so when those show up this week we'll finish the outside lights and then so okay wait when you say I'm a couple gonna... things are we talking are we talking inflatable things no are we talking do you think well, i'm you letting just... inflatable in front of my house no <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, it would have been a classy inflatable, I realize. I'm just, I'm trying to understand what you ordered for the it front yard. a large, like a four foot wreath because we have this great spot between two windows in the front. And we've always said we need a wreath for this. And they're really expensive. And we finally were just like, on that day, I think, Google it, Google it, look it up. And we found one. It was like mega, mega sale. And so we were like, fine this is a drop in the bucket compared to what else I've bought in the last three days whatever so we bought, <laughs> we got the wreath and a couple of garlands to put around the front door because in the past our outdoor situation has been pretty basic and so we were like you know 
we need to pick up pick up our game a little bit. So we we did that. So indoors, we do have two trees. So we I also grew up always getting a live tree. It's I'm like hardcore, you know, like we always it's part of our deal. You know, like you said, you drive out to the farm, you get it, you bring it in. We have in our possession a fake tree. So I think it was the year, the last year we lived in our first house. Bowie was a baby. We had two cats and three dogs that kept eating the real pine needles and barfing them up all over the house and a baby who was getting into the tree. And I think I had a giant meltdown and was like, we're not getting a, we're not, I'm not doing a real tree. We're just getting a fake one. We're just getting a fake one. So I go out and buy it. And then we promptly move into the house that we are currently in, where the ceilings are much higher in the living room. <laughs> so the small tree looks ridiculous. Yeah. So we what we do is we put that tree in the sort of TV room, playroom area. And I let the kids, it's all of the sort of handmade school ornaments and cartoon character ornaments and I have a lot of my childhood ornaments um and just I I have a lot of Christmas decorations from my childhood so I I don't want to sound like I'm like a fancy person that has multiple Christmas trees because it's just sort of the way it is but (laughs) I'm like it sounds like it sounds like a lot but whatever we have the tree we wanted to use it so it goes in there so that's I get it it's the kid tree I let them put the ornaments where they want to put them I try not to like follow behind them and OCD rearrange it, but and everything on it, with a few exceptions of some things from my childhood, uh, nothing on it is breakable, so they can touch and move and have at it. So, so maybe this is me just justifying o- uh, OCD behavior, but here's what here's what I tell myself about that when they're decorating the tree is that trees need balance. It's true because if you and kids are terrible at evenly dispersing ornaments. It's not a thing that they do well. At least my kids don't. No. So, I mean, have you have you ever run into a situation where Towns was just like hella front-loading your tree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just yesterday. Yeah. Well, and what they would do, I, the only ones I moved, there were some heavy ones that they kept putting on like the edge of the branch and then it would fall off and they just kept doing it over and over again. So finally Mm -hmm. those I did go ahead and move, but I, you know, for the most part, let them, let them do it. And then, so next weekend we'll go get the live tree for the bigger room. And that's the one that I put all the pretty stuff on. So it's like the big live, you know, tree. Okay. So I have a lot of Christmas stuff. So I inherited all of the stuff from my parents' house. So I have all, I have a huge vintage Santa collection that goes up on the piano. I spent a lot of time yesterday taking out, like, do you do this? I move all of my everyday decorations, if you will, out. And so that way it's only Christmas decorations up on my shelves and my mantle and stuff like that. So I don't move them all out although I probably should do more of that because it definitely does get a little cluttery but um a few things like like my wreaths and things that I have up on my back door regularly Mm -hmm. 
what I do is I just take those down and put them in my Christmas boxes so that when it's time to go put away my Christmas decorations, the wreath that I want to put back up is right there. Yes. Does that make sense? Nope. Agree. Yeah. That's, that's usually the way I do it. Um, I did a little different this year because we had an empty cabinet. So I put a lot of it in there. But yeah. So anyway, I was moving stuff and getting all that stuff out. I still have a couple boxes that I I kind of decided to rearrange some things this year and do it a little differently than I usually do. So I, I have like a box of this sort of like, maybe it's going to go out, maybe it's not kind of stuff. So I'm getting Mm. there with that. And I still have, you know, my children, well, my three year old still wants to touch everything. So I have to every I have to make sure everything that's down low is not breakable. And then everything that is breakable is up high. So that sort of dictates the way I arrange everything. (laughs) I keep thinking they're old enough. And then yesterday, I set some stuff out on a coffee table. And he immediately was like touching and picking up and walking around with it. And I'm like, really? So that's that dictates a lot of my placement of things. But I'll, I'll Instagram a picture of my Santa collection. It's um, pretty impressive if I do say so myself. I but. would love to see that. I want to talk about real quick your um, live tree situation. Mm-hmm. So you go out to a farm. Do you go to the same place every year? Usually we go to the place out in Owasso. Um, I think we've been, it's been about three years that we go out there. And this was always <laughs> yeah, a big deal too. in my family. Like you, it, it was always like, a process to go get the tree and then everyone comes home and it's like that's a night is decorating the tree you all have hot cocoa and listen to Christmas music and there's a fire in the fireplace and that's like a family night is decorating the tree and I know it's not like that in every house I know sometimes mom just does it and the kids could care less but we would always like pull the you know every ornament has like a story behind it and you would you know pull the ornaments out and talk about it and put them on the tree and everybody had their own little ornaments so for me that's a literally a whole like afternoon and evening is getting the tree getting it home and decorating it all together first of all it sounds like you grew up in a Norman Rock while painting. I know, right? (laughs) I just, I want to, everything you're describing is what I think we're all like trying to attempt to recreate for our kids. So that's so amazing. I know. It, I love that. It's important. I love it doesn't that. always work that yes. way. Then inevitably like a child wanders off or breaks something or has a fit, but damn it, we're all going to sit in the room and hang ornaments on this tree. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah, no. So, so we do the same thing. We go out to Owasso as well. And that's, um, there's, for those of you that aren't local to the Tulsa area, that's sort of a, a suburb outside but it's but I would say got more it's not all a suburb like there's still farmland and it's a little more rural out in that part of the world so anyway this particular farm is does a great job because um you know in addition to just the experience of cutting down the tree they also have like they'll put you on a little hayride to take you out to get your tree yeah it's great anyway Mm -hmm. so it's a thing we do too ornament shop and cider Mm -hmm. and all that okay so you said cut down the tree do you guys cut it down you know we cut it down we cut it yes okay we you don't cut that because okay so the only ones they have to cut down are pines I need a Fraser fir. I I just like the feel of the Fraser firs better. They're softer. They stay fresh longer. The um you know kind of needles are sturdier, so they hold ornaments better. Okay, so you go you go out there and buy the pre-cut ones. We buy then. the pre-cut ones because that's Got the you. only place they have the Fraser firs. But we do take the hayride and look at the trees that are growing on the farm. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, like I literally hand my children a saw and I'm like, here you go. <laughs> but here's, here's the, here's the tip I wanted to talk, talk to you guys about because it took us a couple years to figure this out. And this wouldn't apply to you anyway, because you're not a pine person. I get it. But, um, they actually open the weekend before Thanksgiving, which sounds bananas for a live tree farm, but here's what you do. You go out, you pick out your tree, you buy that shit, you wrap a thing around it that says sold, and then you go back home. And then whenever you're ready, the first week in December or or the weekend after Thanksgiving or whatever feels good to you, you go out there and cut that down and you have the best tree on the block and you didn't have to go get it in the middle of November. So this is my, this is my top tip listeners. Now I don't, and I got to tell you, like I keep this shit quiet because so, I mean, this tells you how much I appreciate our podcast listeners that I'm even discussing this (laughs) methodology because I don't need you fighting me for the best tree on the lot, but it is, I guess it's because I'm feeling generous because this year we're not even cutting one down. I don't know what's happening, but you're you're bequeathing your tree to a listener. I'm bequeathing my tree. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it is pretty great though. And they will happily take your money, whether you go out there the week before Thanksgiving or the week before Christmas, like they don't care when you come by your tree um, and if you do it early, you get the pick of the bunch. And I, it, it took us a while to figure this out. So there wow. you go. Top tip. I never knew that. I love it. Hot tip from Claire on Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. All right. So what I, other, other than, other than the decorating, let's talk about what other traditions you have in your family. Mm-hmm. And I, I, let's start with number one, which, because I think we're, we're not on the same page on, or I don't think we do the same thing, but you guys have an elf. We do. Right. Okay. Tell me about your elf. Much to my chagrin, we have an elf on the shelf because I don't know why, why did I start it? Because it was my first kid and I think he was like two or three. And for some reason I thought, what if the other kids at school talk about it and he gets upset? I don't know. I'm nuts. So yeah, we have an elf. I will say this, two things. Our elf has not arrived yet. He does not arrive until the house is fully decorated for Christmas or December 1st, whichever comes first. So as of now, he's not He's not here yet Um, because I know some people start the day after Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving was so early this year. It was like a week and a half extra of elf moving and I just I can't with that. So have you ever forgotten your elf? Yes. And I have jumped out of bed in the middle of the night and moved the elf or first thing in the morning or had to on the spot come up with an excuse or like a reason why the elf didn't move. So what I did last year was set a timer on my or a reminder on my phone about nine o'clock every night, it would pop up and remind me to move the elf. So and there's also I think there's an app or a I don't know. There's something else you can use where I've I've seen it before. I think that maybe it's a Facebook page. It's called like Move Your Damn Elf and it po- it comes up or something. But mm. I, I was pretty good last year. And I'm also going to say this. Our elf does not – I'm not – I can't do all the like Pinterest shenanigans. Maybe like once or twice a week we might have a more elaborate setup. But mostly I just move it around. You know, every once in a while we might get cute with it. But the other thing is, you know, the whole – mythology around this elf is that if you touch it, it loses its magic. So again, my three-year-old and probably my six-year-old do not have the self-control not to touch it if they could reach it. So our elf mostly lives up high in our house. So he's like (laughs) on top of cabinets a lot or um, luckily in our sort of 
playroom, TV room, kitchen area, we have really thick crown molding that sticks out, like or windowsills, I guess, that stick out. And so he can sort of perch up on that a lot. But we have to keep it all where the kids can't touch it because they can't not touch it if it's down low. So I have an elf and you don't. And I'm kind of jealous of you. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not again, far be it for me. Like we all do our own traditions. So I love, and I, I completely get your mindset on that one. I think, I think for me, maybe I didn't even know, but because like so many of these traditions that we're talking about are like things that I grew up with. Elf yes. is not a thing I grew up with no, and I'm not no. even sure until my, I don't, I don't even think I knew that it was a thing until um like by the time my kid my oldest was old enough to know that we hadn't done it in previous years does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah so he might have been like in pro- probably in kindergarten honestly before I even figured out that people did an elf on the shelf or that that was a thing and by then he knew that last year we didn't have an elf on the shelf so I never felt like it like I just never it I'm- it never was a thing that I felt like I was declining. I just didn't do it because I didn't know about it. But I have to tell you, girl, I am so glad. So like, I, so glad yeah, we did not, moms, like, start down that path. Yeah. If you can get out of it. Or yes. Think, if I you've got, do like, it. I'm going to say, it. I'm going to say, like, if your kid is not already in school and doesn't appear to know about Elf on the Shelf, like, you don't. Okay, I'm going to say something else. If you have like a one-year-old or a two-year-old and you were one of those moms who, like we all did, you know, started making Christmases extra special from like infancy, like let me just tell you your three-year-old or your four-year-old does not remember the elf on the shelf you did when they were two. Like they just do not remember it. So you're not too far gone yet. Like you can still walk away. Yeah. So just think about it. Just think about it. You know what? And if you love it and if this is – if this is how you like exercise your creative muscle and this feels like so much fun and you like take pleasure and joy from, you know, sharing pictures with your girlfriends or whatever, like then you do you like I'm all about it. But if it feels like a hassle now, I just want you to imagine five years down the road, like how much you're going to hate that goddamn elf. Like you, you really might. So just think about it. That's all. You know, well, and here's the other thing. So if, and if that's the only thing you do every night, that's cool too. Here's the other problem I have. We also have an advent calendar and not just an advent calendar where you open the door and there's a piece of chocolate. It is a, okay, and this, I will say this, this is something I did because I had one as a child and it was one of my favorite parts about Christmas. It's like a felted woven banner and there's a little pocket for every day and you get a little treat or a prize or you know whatever every day of December so in addition to the elf I pretty much have to remember to do both of these things every night is there's some kind of little gift or sometimes it's a little piece of candy or some money or you know a little thing that you get every day of December just as like a lead up to Christmas. Now they mm-hmm. do know that's from me. So if I forget, I'm just like, Oh, sorry, mom forgot. Like they don't think it's from Santa. They don't think it's from the elf. So I, I have an out there. If I forget, I'm just like, Oh, let me go find it. It's in the closet. Yeah. So yeah. that fine. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, for the love of God, I already have this al- advent calendar 
to remember to do every single night. Like, why? Why did I start the Elf? There's too many things. Too many things. So we do an advent calendar, but it doesn't sound nearly that. I mean, well, it isn't nearly that intricate. I know you and I talked about this before, too, like like offline. Oh, you know what it was? It was for the Tulsa Kids article where oh, I yeah. interviewed you. That's, That's right. when we talked about this. That's so crazy. Yeah, you guys, this is like podcast origin story, but I was interviewing, <laughs> I interviewed Sarah about her holiday traditions. But anyway, um, I, so I'm having like a sense of deja vu, but yeah. um, <laughs> um, I, I I remember now being so impressed because I had no idea, um, like advent calendars have always been a part of me growing up as well, but it was always just the chocolate that you mm-hmm. bought. And I remember some pretty elaborate advent calendars like that my mom would find. We And we actually lived in Germany where this is like a big, big oh, thing. Yeah. So um, they would do like, I mean, amazing like gourmet chocolates. And then like the last day would like have a big chocolate with your name like piped Ooh. onto it. So it was that was that was we had some pretty great advent calendars and then of course in recent years the lego advent calendars have been a thing in our house but again all all just a purchase scenario and then when you were describing your the way you your family did advent calendars first of all i i think it's entirely charming and i love this idea of like picking out little things and it and and also it being like maybe a little more meaningful and not just like the junk necessarily because you as the mom are going oh my kid would like this my kid would like this and so i think that's really cool and special but um we do do advent calendars but not not nearly to that degree so so again i'm feeling like i'm getting off really easy here sister (laughs) like i Every time I talk to you, that's kind of my overwhelming feeling. I truly enjoy the advent calendar. I I regret the elf, but it's too late. I can't go back now. At least for the next, what, seven or eight years of my life till they're over it. No, Um, I mean, eight years. Towns will be 11. What do you think? I don't know. I don't don't know. Oh, my gosh. Let's ask our listeners. When do kids max out on... Elf on the Shelf? That's a really good question. It is going to tie into not believing in Santa anymore because the, Mm. again, the mythology is that the elf goes and visits Santa every night and reports on your behavior. And that's why he moves around is that every night he leaves the house, visits Santa, comes back and sits in a different spot to watch you. So does Ollie still believe in Santa? No, but also like, it doesn't like, we don't have to, I guess what I'm saying is like, you don't have to like have an explicit conversation ever about Santa. Like, I think I still get gifts from Santa. You know what I mean? Uh From my mom or whatever. Like Santa is just like a, we just get gifts from Santa. So there's no, um, I mean, he still writes letters. I mean, but they're not, well, they're not even really letters to Santa. They, they're Christmas lists, so right? List. They're wish lists. Gotcha. So I think it's actually, I would say that Elf on the Shelf would die before the whole Santa thing does because there's no incentive yeah. to continue. You know what I mean? Like there's a clear incentive for kids to not pipe up sure. about the whole Santa thing. And Whereas still, with Elf on the Shelf, I can see them feeling like, um, uh, mom, I'm a little skeptical here. Like, yeah. 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 Well, and this is one of those moments too, where it's like phases of life. Right. So I'm, I am in a house full of full on believers right now. Like yes. everything yes. is magic. They want to know, you know, Bowie six wants to know some of the logistics of it has a lot of questions. So mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I have to think on my toes a little bit with that sometimes, but, or just answer very vaguely. I don't know. I've never seen it. But yeah, we're still in this, you know, elf, Santa, it's all real. That's just where we are age wise with our kids. So yeah, I don't know how many more years with the elf, but we'll see. And it, it, it's sometimes kind of fun to put it in like a funny situation, but I, yeah. I would prefer to only do that again. I probably do that maybe once or twice a week and the other days it just moves around um, from spot to spot. So yeah, I, I love that advent calendar. And I just uh, this morning was sneaking back into my closet because I've just sort of like accumulated. I've just sort of bought things here and there over the last month as I've seen them. So I had to kind of do a count. Like how many do I have? Do I need to go buy anything else? And then again, some days I just do, you know, some like a dollar or some quarters or pieces of candy. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of space that out. But yeah, and they always have like the first day of the advent calendar. They don't it doesn't fit in the pockets, but they always get a pair their pair of Christmas pajamas. And so that's like their first big gift. And then the other days, it's like little like Hot Wheels or you know, just little stuff like that. So um, love it. It's fun. Okay, so do you guys have any other things like that that are sort of ongoing? No, we have our we have our tradition. Well, yeah. So okay, not not around the house necessarily, but I um we do a few activities that are like locked in, and for us, the primary one is the Nutcracker. We've gone yes. every single year for. The last, I think Ollie was three the first time we took him, which to me, looking back now, sounds crazy. I think I just wanted to go, and right. he did a great job of sitting through it. Um, but I convinced myself at three that it was the right time to expose him to the performing arts. I don't know. Um, but it but it worked out. It was great. It was really not a problem. Um, so, and he's nine now. So, six for the last six years, at least. Um, and I remember... Maybe we didn't go every year, but I definitely remember going to the Nutcracker and other. So in England, where I grew up, there is a tradition, um, like a cultural tradition of pantomime. And that's something that happens. It's like a body over the top musical of a of a famous kids story um and they do them they're all they're part of the christmas season so i just remember like we did that for sure every year with my parents so it'll be things like peter pan or aladdin or cinderella you know it's all just very like funny uh, a lot of fart jokes a lot of innuendo a lot of just like i mean kids eat this stuff up (laughs) no fart jokes to come out of your mouth yes Like, no, I I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's, it is a uniquely, I feel like it is a uniquely British thing. Now, other people can tell me if they know of other places where they do this, but it's, it's panto season, British celebrities from like TV, whatever, will like take a hiatus and go do the panto season, go do the run, um, this and any major city will have their own panto. Yeah, no, it's I've pretty never incredible. Heard of this before. And and we're actually taking my kids because, like I said, we'll be in England this year, wow. so we're taking them. So we'll see. I'll report back on how that goes. But if for us, for tradition jokes, wise, love it. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, really, if they can understand the accents, that's my biggest mm-hmm. concern because we're we're going to a show. Like we're, the wedding is in the north of England and in a place called Newcastle upon Tyne, which is. Um, pretty close to the Scottish border, and I ha- I have no issue, but my husband has told me that that when um, 
folks from this particular part of the country, you know, they have accents just like we do, right? right. So, you know, Massachusetts, Texas, Alabama, whatever, and they have the same thing. And so my husband has told me that he has a particularly hard time when people from this region are talking quickly, that it's hard for him to follow. So I think that's going to be the, the most interesting thing is, is how much of it my crew picks up on. But sure. anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll report back on that. I'm really excited about it. But we do, we are still doing the Nutcracker before we leave town. And um, yes, it's a thing. We've done, we've done the Polar Express, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if they're even doing that in our no. neck of the, the woods train, anymore. But, it but it was great. I yeah. loved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We so we went, that. we went to the one in Stillwater. Did, is that the one you guys went to? Yeah, I think there were two years. One year it was in Bristow, right? And then one year mm-hmm. it was in Stillwater. We did both. We did it two years in a row. And when Bowie was that age, that like three, four, he was really into trains. So it was... Yeah, I remember. A, yeah, that was... In, anything involving a train within a two-hour driving radius was happening for us. So yeah, that was great. And then I think the last time... they ha- It has it wasn't here last year either. I think that something happened and the train isn't here anymore. I don't know. It's mm. gone. But yeah, yeah. We've, we've done that before for sure. We loved it. I thought it was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. So um, to, for those of you that don't know or haven't heard, um, it, it's this company. And I guess what they do is they travel around and anywhere there's these sort of older older engines on non-commercial lines or lines that aren't being commercially used anymore, um, they will put you know, put these trains down and, you know, sell tickets for not cheap at all, like very expensive tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get on and and they do this whole thing where like you you have these golden tickets and you get on the train and they're serving you hot chocolate and singing Christmas carols. And everyone that works there is like dressed up like they're from the North Pole and And they ride the train for... Yes, they read the story of the Polar Express, like over the loudspeaker, and you're as you're riding your way up to some set that's been decorated like the North Pole. Now, I will say that was the most underwhelming part of the whole thing. My kids even commented, and I was like, yeah, clearly not the real North Pole. Like, the real North Pole would be way flyer than that. But anyway, um, (laughs) and then you turn around and come back, and so it's just this whole, like, the kids are encouraged to wear their pajamas, and they, yeah, you get, like, these keepsake mugs. I mean, it really, I have to say, was like, a cool operation, but I have to also say I'm not sad. Like it, it's a special memory for us, but that was so overwhelmingly expensive. I yes. want to say like more, was it like a hundred dollars a person? It, it was dip- something crazy Yeah, I think to where was- I was like, there's no way this could be an annual thing for us. So I was kind of glad when it went away because it wasn't, didn't have to be my decision. You 100%. know what I mean? That was my exact reaction when it, when it went away, because I want to say family of four in the first class, which I would highly recommend in the particular train that we were on, it was way better, at least $250, if not more than that for that whole, you know, situation. So yeah, it was it was pretty expensive, but agreed, it was great. And it was worth it when the kids were little. And I they're all I'm glad we have that memory. Yes, because I looked up at one point, is there one nearby? I think um, for us now, the, ne- the next two closest one uh, 
there's one in Branson, Missouri, and there's one down in Texas somewhere, but they're all over the country. So if there's one near you and you have little ones, highly recommend. And then speaking of Branson, have you guys ever gone to Silver Dollar City at Christmas? No. Or at all. Tell me about that. So that is really fun. I would also highly recommend that to anyone that's nearby. Uh, They go over the top with Christmas lights. Okay, so I'll back it up. Silver Dollar City, if you don't know what that is, if you're listening from somewhere else in the country, is a smallish kind of old-timey amusement park where there's sets, what is it, probably like... That you like pull your own saltwater taffy and dip your own wax candles, and there's some rides. I think it's from like like the 1900s, like early early. 1900s, I would say. There's like that's the vibe they're going for (laughs) petticoats and, um, you know, I don't know, whatever. But, but so you can go all year, but at Christmas, the they. I mean, it's millions of lights. They decorate all these sort of old-timey sets with all these lights. There's a huge light show every night set to music. There's a light parade every night. Um, Of course, there's carolers and Santa and hot cocoa and hot wassail and all the good things. So very- Is wassail alcoholic? Well, okay. So here's my hot tip. Bring a flask because (laughs) they do not serve (laughs) alcohol. And let me tell you, if you have been at Silver Dollar City all day long in the winter with small children, by the time you get to the light parade at night, you will need a hot wassail with a little nip in it. So I got that hot tip from a friend of mine um, who goes every year. It's one of her big family traditions. They go every single year. And I've only been once. We went a few years ago um, because some friends of ours that were living in Kansas City wanted to go. And so we all met up and stayed in a cabin there. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really fun. The day we went, so I think Towns was, he might have been one and a half. He was still in a stroller and it was very cold oh, and very uh, drizzly and rainy. Not, not like pouring rain, but like we could walk around, but we were pretty uncomfortable by the end of the day. So yeah, it was, you know, one of those things that there were some fun parts and there were some parts we were like, what have we gotten ourselves into here? But yeah, yeah, (laughs) it was, it was fun. Um, And we, and that kind of uh, knocks out a lot of things at the same time. It's like a trip, it's lights, it's Santa, it's a train, it's, you know, all the things in one place that you can kind of hit, check all the boxes as far as Christmas extravaganza goes. So yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah, no, we haven't done that. I'll put it on the list for next year, maybe. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I would recommend so, it. So yeah, it sounds, it, it does sound right at my alley, actually. Mm-hmm. And and the idea that you can just go and, I mean, just immerse yourself for a day, like yes. that sounds pretty, that sounds pretty appealing. Yeah. It's a so lot. what about around the house? What other, what, what stuff do you guys do around your house? We've got gingerbread houses ready to happen we haven't done them yet though same um any other kind of like well we you know there's we we had been sort of again push pushing off the the christmas movies for our kids even though they had been begging because they've been popping up on netflix or whatever so this weekend we went hog wild with the christmas movies um so we just do a lot of that i you know there's a few new things this year that I, I'm wanting to go check out, but I also sort of balance that with this desire to just sort of stay home and sit by the fire and watch a movie and have hot cocoa or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hungering. Did down you guys? Um, so, speaking of movies, and I know we'll, 
spoiler alert, guys, we have a whole episode on Christmas movies coming up. So I'm with not going to do a deep dive here with an expert besides me. Exactly. Who, let's face it. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I, I do want to know, did you guys find that new movie on Netflix, The Christmas Chronicles? And did your kids watch that? Saw it, saw it come by. My kids declined my suggestion to watch it Saturday, but I'm sure it will. It You'll get sure around will happen. to it. Yeah, at some point. So mine watched it um, with a sitter on Saturday night mm-hmm. and loved it could not like I was like all Sunday morning I was getting play by plays like and then mom this happened and then mom this this guy was so funny and then and then like <laughs> loved the movie okay. so much that we turned around and watched it again as a family on Sunday nice. and so I got it I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna crack my top five but I will just tell you if you have like a nine-year-old to six-year-old which is what I have in the house mm-hmm. um yeah it's gonna be a hit Netflix okay. The machine was in full effect. They knocked it it. out. I will pass on the recommendation because it got strong kid reviews. Okay, excellent. Yeah, we were ready for something new. Um, We had, you know, we've sort of gone through a few of the top classics and then you kind of go into the deep cuts and then circle back around to the favorites, you know, as the season goes on because the kids will just watch Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again. So, yeah, um, I think Bowie has logged three watchings of home alone this weekend what? Um, yeah so my he hero was, he was pretty pumped to do that i will take that and pass on the information this weekend if we have a movie night exciting um okay so you said ollie doesn't really believe in santa but he makes a list nonetheless okay was this his list i, I mean I, let's be Let's be clear, like we don't have, this has not been an explicit conversation right, he and right, I right. have had. We have a, we have a younger, a younger in the house, a little. So this is not like, we just, I just can kind of, in my momness, I'm like reading it on his face. And I remember being his age and I remember like we were talking about before, just kind of like being like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. I'll make that list. Wink, wink. Like, you right. know, so I just, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. He hasn't yeah. come right out and said anything about it. We just sort of, it, because here's the other thing, like, unfortunately, I am unable to, not unfortunately, but I am unable to straight up lie mm-hmm. um, to the kiddos. So what happens So the result of that is he doesn't ask me. Like not once has a kid looked at me and said, is Santa real? Right. They all kind of like talk around it. And um, so we've had a few like some people believe XXX. We've had a Mm -hmm. few like, um, like, well, what do you like? I'll get a question and I'll just be like, well, what do you think about that? Or how do you think that would work? Or what do you think about magic? So it's I've never directly affirmed or denied. So that's the situation that's happening in my house. Anyway, gotcha. kids make lists. We still go visit Santa. Everyone's mm-hmm. still game to like go. Do you go I to mean, the same place every year? Yeah, Utica. You best do? Santa. Okay. Mm-hmm. My kids hate that one. We um, What? <laughs> well <laughs> Are they claustrophobic because the that house, house is tiny it's AF. Tiny house. It is yep. so tiny. Yeah, we we do not have a hard and fast we we are um Santa Vagabonds, we just go place to place every year. Um, I did see that this year at Philbrook, he's in that new log cabin, and I'm kind of interested in that. Um, So we may may make that a goal for Santa this year. We've done everything from 
Um, I think we've done Philbrook. We did we the year we were at Silver Dollar City. We did that. There is also one on the Polar Express. So we counted that as a Santa trip one year, I think. <laughs> and then one year I straight up took them to the mall because I because I think that tiny house at Utica, it's like mm-hmm. you, okay, so for anyone who's not local, it's this little house in the middle of sort of an outdoor shopping um, area. It's beautiful, you know, all much, up for Christmas. Much smaller than an actual tiny house, yes, we should say. Much smaller. A, I mean, what, probably 10 it's foot a box by that, six yeah. foot? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very small. Yeah. And you stand in line on the sidewalk with all these kids, and you, all you see is a kid go in, and then a kid come out. You can't see Santa from the line. So I think my or and again I say my kids this is Bowie my older one because I don't think Towns has ever been there it, it was like the the unknown of like not knowing what was about to happen when he was walking up to that house and then just going into that little closet of a space and Santa being in there just was too much I have some amazing crying kids Santa pictures from that house you know what that just those couldn't. are really good instincts yeah I, those I mean, are really good instincts I, get I just want to like small. I get it, Bowie. I yeah. get it. Like when you walk into a tiny closet room and there's two adults there that you don't know and, and they, they want you to sit on their lap and take a picture, it's okay to say no. Exactly. It's all right, man. That's what I, I thought. Feel so you. one year I thought, okay, maybe if we're at one of those mall Santas where you can see him the whole time you're in line, then it won't be he'll he will have a full like 20 minutes to anticipate what's going to happen see other kids do it so it won't be a big deal by the time he gets there and it that worked so i i would endorse that as much as it was like kind of felt like that terrible scene from the Christmas story where like the Santa, you know what I mean? Where it's just like the mall Santa mm-hmm. is not typically where I would go, but that worked because he was scared of the little house. But I think the log cabin at Philbrook is bigger. We'll see um, if, if that works for us this year or if we even make it because that's just one of the like eight new Christmas things that have popped up around town that I want to go check out. So do you, okay, let me ask you this. Do you make like a plan? Like, do you have a December calendar where you're like, okay, this day we're going to go see this light display. This day we're going to go to Santa. This day we're going to go, or is it like a Friday night and you're like, hey kids, let's pile in and go check out the, you know, ice outdoor ice rink or whatever. We have a plan as much as we always have a plan Mm -hmm. because we're pretty structured. So like I kind of always know what we're doing the next couple weekends, um, but it's not like I sit down with the list of of Christmas things I want to do and start plugging them in. Um, We would probably be better off if I did do that. But um, no, we, we kind of just like, I was just sitting here thinking about silver dollar city and like mentally calculating. I'm like, okay, nope, we couldn't do that this year because I know like there's three weekends between now and Christmas and I kind of know where I'm going to be at all of them. So, um, you know, I think we have a loose calendar. What about you guys? Um, Okay. So that I've, I'm having that little bit of I want to do all the things and I don't know how it's all going to fit in and I need to sit down with the calendar and figure it out like anxiety because <laughs> because I there again there's two or three brand new you know the gathering place has some kind of extravaganza going on that I want to go see I heard there's a new light thing down at expo I heard there's a new light thing at the botanical garden and I'm just kind of like 
you know, there's all the things. So I, I will probably make a loose plan, but it would be based on weather and or tiredness of my children <laughs> by the time yeah. those things come around with the exception of things like you know things you have to buy tickets for in advance but yeah I'm I have not figured that out except for you know like I know like this weekend we have a couple parties and we have a babysitter and things like that but I, I get overwhelmed because I want to do all this stuff and of course and then I have to remind myself like my kids don't know the difference they don't know that there's another light display to go see they probably don't care now the gathering place I do definitely think we want to go check out but I don't know do your kids ask to do stuff or are you just sort of like here's the thing we're doing today it's probably driven more by me and and that's maybe the thing that I I have to keep in mind too which is in everything with life there's things we would like to do but sometimes when we when I try and cram more family's calendar all in the spirit of this is so much amazing stuff we want to do it all Mm -hmm. we actually end up and this last weekend was a perfect case in point of it being less fun because you know like let's take light displays as an example you're right there are some amazing ones around town my personal favorite is Philbrook I love to go out to the gardens and walk around there it's gorgeous the kids would would pick Rama because it's gaudy and over the top of course um so it's like but the reality is, like, are they going to remember the three different light displays or would they remember just as well the, like, one that right. we picked two and, and, and went, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially with young kids, I think that that's true, that um, it, it, it's okay if, like, like you were saying, like, there's things you want to, like, you personally want to do and, and they're family-friendly and the kids will have a great time, great. But one thing I have to moderate myself on is this like idea that I'm doing it for them. Cause the reality is that that's probably like, if I'm really introspective on this, mm-hmm. that's not for them. Like, right. you know, yeah. they are perfectly happy. Like one big cool light display. Great. One trip to see Santa. Great. You know, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where time for the next four weeks or, or even that it's like, you know, if, and if it turns out that like we, drive by a, like there I guess what I'm trying to say is like we could be driving through a neighborhood and they could see like a a, a Clark Griswold style house mm-hmm. and be equally as impressed as if I had planned my entire Friday night around driving out to Philbrook to see this one particular display like right. like those are the same those are equal in my kids mind and I and one of those options requires thought and planning and you know all the stuff not just on my part but on my husband's part and when are you going to be home from work and what are we going to do for dinner and it like turns into a whole thing or the other is just like that moment yes oh shit we all just happened upon this thing together and it was amazing and we're all going to talk about it for the next 15 minutes as we drive home like and and both of those from a like amazing christmas light experience would be equal in my kids minds does that make sense? Am I making yes, any sense? Totally. I don't know. No, I I do. And it's like I have to talk myself down. It, this is the point in the year where I pivot like I think if I if I draw if I kind of loosely make a calendar and just look at it and see these are the nights that are available if we want to go do a Christmas thing and just sort of know here here's our sort of maybe 2018 bucket list of like five Christmassy things we we might get to we might not it's gonna be fine I just talk myself down out of it because right now what I'm getting bombarded with is 
emails and invitations and, you know, information mm-hmm. about all the things around town that are so amazing that, that you need to go check out. And I get just super overwhelmed with it. So I feel like yeah. I need to sort of make a little bit of a plan, but knowing that again, a, a mood or a, you know, bad weather could shut it down and I would just as easily be happy sitting by the fire, you know, playing games or watching a Christmas movie or whatever with my kids. So yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of making a list and checking it twice, have your kiddos done the Christmas list yet? Well, so my six-year-old has. Three-year-old, all he will say, and, and he's just at the point where I think he sort of gets... I don't know that he remembers last year, but he's getting the he, he's getting it down in his head. Like Santa is coming and he's bringing me a present. Like he 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 knows that bit of information. All he will say every time you ask about Santa is that he wants a big black monster truck with giant wheels. So <laughs> done. I don't know where this is coming from. Wait. I don't know. Like he wants that, and that's all he says anytime anyone mentions Santa. It's adorable. My six-year-old has written an elaborate list which he has revised uh, multiple times he has they have been looking through catalogs together which is also adorable um, and talking about you know the different things they see but the main thing and we can talk about this more at another point and I will keep everyone updated as the weeks go by he wants a pet lizard for Christmas from Santa ah! <laughs> And I have so many feelings. That I, I am so weirded out by lizards in my house. Okay. Now, this is my relentless researching child. You have one too. Yes. Right? So you get yes. where I'm gonna where I'm coming from. I get it. We have done a it. lot of research on lizards in the last few weeks. We have made multiple trips to the pet store and talked to their lizard people about So basically the, you've already committed to lizards. Well is what you're telling me. He doesn't know this yet, but I've Yes, I he does, Sarah, because he reads you like a book. Right, you does. have taken him to a pet store to talk about lizards. There is <laughs> well, no way that you are not buying this kid a lizard. So, yeah, there is first just I no said, way. Let's just go find out what this even involves. Like, I don't know anything about it. If it's if it's a lot of work or it's really expensive or it's, you know, whatever, it's going to be a no. But let's just learn a little bit about it and whatever. So we go. I don't make any promises. So the deal that I've, I've been saying is... I am going to decide whether he is allowed to ask Santa for this or not. And and, he, and I have still, to him, not committed. But he is so laser focused on this. It, it's, it's pretty cute. how much, He has done a bunch of research on his own and will Google it and report back to me and read the pamphlets we got from the pet store. My sister was here last week, and I had talked to her about this before she came, about this lizard situation, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Like, she was here for maybe three hours, and he had talked about it for probably two of those three hours, and she was just like, yeah, you're not getting out of this without him him suffering a crushing disappointment, right, at this point. (laughs) So I, I guess... We're going to have a pet lizard. I don't know. So, uh, uh, I don't know. I cannot stop smiling, Sarah, because I, I just want to point out that not, what, three months ago, you got, got a, a dog. Yeah, I know. Because Bowie, yes. 
Yeah. Well, because yeah. I mean, I like the dog too. Don't get me a wrong. lot of factors. But, yeah. So part of me is like, what? Why the hell? Can not? I just tell? You know? Can I just some real talk, girl to girl? Here, yes. here, you are a door opener. I know. And what I mean by that is, like, you entertain this shit. I didn't to the point that. where there's no way you are ever getting out of it. And I'm okay with that. I love it about you. Actually, it's probably why we have a podcast. But <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like you got if if there's if you weren't into a lizard next I, time, you just gotta shut that door quick. And nope. I know. Nope, can't have lizards. I nope. We don't I have lizards it, in this house. I let it come up and you know, it's like part of me is just like whatever, it'll be fun. What's one more thing, you know, and and I will say this, I love that about you. They, they are kind of cute. Like we went and looked at them. No. And again, no, nope. Okay. Nope. Assuming this Mm -mm. happens in my house, you're gonna come spend some time with them. Okay, we've all disagreed that it is happening in your house. Your kids will be invited to come see it. I'm sure. Because he (laughs) He has told, he has talked about this lizard, well, to everyone at school, parents at school are coming up to me saying, I heard Bowie's getting a pet lizard for Christmas. And I'm like, no, he wants a pet lizard for Christmas. I don't know. I mean, this is like a month ago. This has been happening. So yeah. So we, oh my gosh, I love the all out offensive. Next. Okay, Bowie needs. Let's when we're just brainstorming careers with him. I just want to proactively put on the list mm-hmm. public relations mm-hmm. or camp, uh, political campaign manager because yep. I lo- the assumptive close mm-hmm. the like. Oh, okay, so when I get the lizard, that's like, exactly like what that's, it is. Yep. That I mean, this kid has it like just intuitively. He's yep. so good. He's he he is good at yeah, kind of work working me over definitely and. <laughs> Are all our kids though? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. But he, I mean, he, he's committed. And I, we've had the talk, like, this is your deal. You're going to take care of it. I now am aware we've, we've moved away from the lizard that only eats crickets and mealworms. Cause I don't want to deal with that shit to one that eats salad and sometimes crickets. But yeah, it's, I know so much about lizards at this point. I, I know which types do which things, which ones get how big. I know all the things about lizards. So it, it is it is probably going to happen. But don't think I'm not going to hold that over his head for the next month. Like, mm, lizard, I don't know. You better shape up. So I'm, I'm hoping. I don't know. I, I, again, half of me is like, why the hell not? I mean, what's one more living thing in this house that I have to keep <laughs> alive at this point? Um, sure, it'll be fine. All right. Hey, fine. you know what? This is being yeah. recorded for... We're, this is recorded for posterity. So in April, we're going to listen back to this and you're going to be like, yes, okay, it was one more thing, not a big deal. Like, this is how I'm going to yeah. talk you off the ledge mm-hmm. when you are like drowning in dead crickets or what the fuck ever mm-hmm. is required to keep that lizard alive. Right. So I know. I love you. You are the most generous mother on the planet. And I am so happy about this. But I just, um, I just, I'm like pre-imagining like all of the ways that you can break a lizard. Yeah. Um, well, if you're a six-year-old boy. <laughs> I know. We've, we've had talks about handling it. He understands like you can't because he keeps talking about wanting to carry it around on his shoulder. And, okay, and so when you get them, they're pretty small. Eventually, it'll be like 10 inches long, but it's like three inches long right now. So. Oh, really? That's yeah, tiny. Small. Yeah, they're small. And we How long do lizards live? Uh, 10 years. 
The first one he wanted would live up to 20 years. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, 10, 10 oh, girl. Plus years is what we're we're in for. I mean, if we take care of it. So, oh, what's wrong? All right. Why? Well, um, on that note, and I love that note. And we're going to actually, we're just, I'm going to check in because I, like I said, it's a foregone conclusion. You're buying a lizard. So, so just like for the next couple of weeks when we record, we should just like have a checkpoint on My all emotional. of the equipment that you've purchased okay, and yeah. like your emotional mm-hmm. preparedness and physical preparedness for this lizard. So totally. I love it. Um, we did want to send a quick reminder, I think, um, to our fans. It's kind of a year end, you know, wrapping up things for the year things that you maybe have been meaning to do for a while and haven't done yet. Um, And maybe, I don't know, maybe one of those things is reviewing this podcast on iTunes. I don't know. Have you been thinking about that? Um, If you have, now would be a great time because it really does help us. It helps us get found um, by uh, folks that maybe haven't heard about us yet. makes a big difference. Right, Sarah? Anything I'm forgetting? Totally. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Like us on Instagram and follow. We do post a lot of cool stuff on Instagram just of things that we're doing. And I'm sure we'll be checking in with Christmas activities and um, various other things. But yeah, I think uh, most of our social engagement tends to be on Instagram. So we love to chat. We get we get messages from people all the time. We love to hear what you guys think about um, different topics or ideas for new lizards. podcasts. Lizards. What do you think if about any, lizards? Yes. If anyone has any tips for me on caring for a lizard, please chime in. I would love some help on that. But yeah, we appreciate it. And um, that would be the best Christmas gift you could give us is leave us some good reviews. We would appreciate it. Oh, my God. Is that over the top? Uh, I mean, <laughs> our gift to you is is cheese, apparently. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we love it. We appreciate it. Sarah, that was the best pitch ever. Oh You're the best. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys.